1917, in the middle of the carnage of the First World War, something wholly mysterious began to unfold in the small town of Fatima in Portugal. The Blessed Virgin Mary began appearing to three young children, Lucia, Jacinta, and Francisco. Our Lady requested their presence on the 13th of the month for six months. The messages Our Lady gave to these three young shepherds was, honestly, it was relatively straightforward. Do penance, pray, and spread devotion to her Immaculate Heart. Let's look at these three basic components of the message of Our Lady of Fatima um, on today when we, when we celebrate the memorial of this wonderful event. First, let's look at penance. To repent of sin means to turn away from sin and turn back to God. We see Our Lady plainly tell the children at Fatima, quote, Men must amend their lives and ask pardon for their sins. They must no longer offend our Lord, who is already so much offended. And so first and foremost, Fatima is a call for us to give up our sinful practices which grieve and offend God. How do we do this? Well, before anything else, we ought to approach the Sacrament of Reconciliation, where we receive forgiveness for our sins. And then we ought to pray and sacrifice for others. I'll talk about prayer in a minute, but performing sacrifices for others can often seem intimidating. You know, Sister Lucia once said, many persons feeling that the word penance implies great austerities uh, and not feeling that they have the strength for great sacrifices become discouraged and continue a life of lukewarmness and sin. Then she said, our Lord explained to her, the sacrifice required of every person is the fulfillment of his duties in life and the observance of my law. This is the penance that I now seek and require. So we need to be faithful to our duties, uh, to my duties as a parish priest, um, to the duties um, of your state in life. You know, if you're uh, a wife or a husband, a mother or a father, that's your state in life. Uh, if you're single, uh, if you're a student, um, a child, whatever it may be, we need to be faithful to our duties in, in our state in life, and we need to offer these as a sacrifice to the Lord. We need also to be faithful and observant, observant of the church's teaching on faith and morals. We need to observe the precepts of the church and the law she has laid down for us uh, to get to heaven. This is, this is what is meant by penance. It's something that everybody can do. Secondly, let's look at prayer. Besides a call to penance, Fatima is, in a special way, a call for us to pray the rosary every single day. In each of the six apparitions, Our Lady asked for the daily rosary, and especially as an instrument of world peace. In the third apparition, Our Lady said, You must recite the rosary every day in honor of Our Lady of the Rosary to obtain peace for the world and the end of the war, for only she can obtain this. Now, if the Mother of God comes down from heaven and tells us to pray the rosary daily, why in the world would we not do it? The rosary, of course, is both a vocal prayer and an, and an interior meditative prayer. It is a vocal prayer in the sense of the formal prayers that we recite, the Our Father, the Hail Mary, and the Glory Be, just to name the most common. When we pray vocal prayers, we want our mind, our heart, to be in harmony with the words we say. So when we're saying Hail Mary, full of grace, we're not thinking about something else. You know, we want to be thinking about Our Lady, think about the words we're saying. Of course, we're human and easily distracted, especially with the prayer that we've known since we were tiny children, and we can recite it on autopilot. But if we notice we've become distracted, we simply have to gently return our mind and heart to the words of the prayer. The key is 
to not be willfully distracted. However, the rosary is not solely a vocal prayer. When we pray the rosary, we can and should meditate on the chief mysteries of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and his blessed mother. We still say the vocal prayers, our heart and, but our heart and our mind no longer solely concentrates on the words being spoken. Instead, we are reflecting on contemplating the Annunciation or the Crowning with Thorns or the Wedding Feast at Cana. We can form a mental picture or scene in our mind, or we could consider, you know, we could consider some some aspect in, uh, of our Lord's life or, or of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Lastly, of course, we have the Immaculate Heart of Mary, right? We're called to be devoted to her Immaculate Heart. We see the basis for the devotion in Luke uh, chapter 2, verse 19, right after the finding of the child in the temple towards the end of this verse, we read that Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Mary's heart is the privileged place of contemplation of the mysteries of the life of her son. Mary's life of faith can be seen in the fact that the gospel twice mentions that Mary pondered the mysteries of her son in her heart, right? Uh, a person with a lively faith is not content to simply receive God's revelation, uh, but we want to keep God's revelation living and, and ponder it continually with love, habitually meditating on it. Um, this is, is what makes the word maximally fruitful in bringing forth treasures of grace and virtue. Mary is the most perfect model of this living faith, by which she became ever more united to the word and grew in grace without stain of sin. Luke thus shows Mary also as the perfect model of the church, whose members are called to contemplate unceasingly the the mysteries of Christ, right? And so it's not surprising that perhaps the most well-known saying of the apparition of Our Lady of Fatima was the confident declaration that, quote, my immaculate heart will triumph, end quote. The then Cardinal Ratzinger has interpreted this as meaning uh, the following, quote, the heart open to God, purified by contemplation of God, is stronger than guns and weapons of every kind. The fiat of Mary, the word of her heart, has changed the history of the world because it brought the Savior into the world. Because thanks to her, yes, God could become man in our world and remain so for all time. The evil one has power in this world, as we see and experience continually. He has power because our freedom continually lets itself be led away from God. But since God himself took a human heart, and has thus steered human freedom towards what is good. The freedom to choose evil no longer has the last word. From that time forth, the word that prevails is this, in the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. The message of Fatima invites us to trust this promise, end quote. In other words, Our Lady wants us to contemplate her immaculate heart. She wants us to contemplate her interior life, her joys, her sorrows, and above all, her love for God, her love for God the Father, her maternal love for her divine Son, and her maternal compassion for all those who are her children, uh, her spiritual children in Christ. Through a life of prayer, penance, and devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, uh, may the intercession of Our Lady of Fatima win the grace to make us the saints that we were created to be. And let us pray the rosary every single day.